moment. moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity and see, that's why I don't mess with y'all. That's why I don't mess with y'all. You see what they doing, Mike? They looking at me all funny. I'm trying to do my little intro. You know what I'm saying? I got to put, I got to say certain things at certain times with a certain energy and a certain vo- vocal tone. And they trying to jack me up. Women. Women. Exactly. Is, that what, is that what I'm supposed to say Don't here? pat me on the what? hand. Like, like, no, <laughs> Michael, you're not supposed to join him at all. <laughs> you're supposed to let him rant and rave and be like, oh, okay. How you doing today, Joy? Hey, Stefan. So good to see you. Likewise. And we have somebody else here. You're <laughs> not here. Oh. You're invisible. Yeah. You're not. But you're what, not are gonna, what are they going to do? You're too pretty you to be invisible. Look, you see her holding her lips together as tight as she possibly can so that we can't even hear her laugh. (laughs) Go ahead, say something to people. Say hello. Hey, y'all. Hello. Oh, no. Wow. Really? That is not you. First of all, I don't know who that was, Mike. (laughs) I don't know who that was because that is not the sound that comes out of my wife's mouth. When she's ready to say something. Oh, now you're just going to introduce and lay it out there. Yeah, Carissa is here with us today. Uh, apparently she might or might not say anything as we go through the show, but wait till the conversation. I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it up. Yeah, she gonna get in I'm gonna turn up like, the fire, so she gonna have yeah. to say something. I'm gonna say something wild and out of character and all out of place, where she gonna have to be like, "That's my husband does not believe that, and we can't let the world <laughs> think that this is what we do with our lives." That's a good plan. Yeah. I'm gonna have to definitely do that. Anyway, moment of clarity. What's up, everybody? It's so good to have you back today. And um, oh, I didn't say hello to Mike. Mike, how you doing? It's good to have you. I'm as good always. Um, I'm excited, Mike. We've been doing this hey, for a Mike. while, man. Yeah, I noticed that last week when I was saving it, and I was going. You know, it has all the other shows saved yeah. in the folder, and I was like, oh, there's some from like three, four years. That's what I was ago. gonna say. You <laughs> and I together have been doing this probably about four years now. How have you not got sick of me by then? I don't know. Listen. You're the only, you, for first two years, you kept me saved. Uh, it was the only reason that I was even in the salvation was the first two years with you. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk in and uphold the standard. I was like, oh, Mike's here. I got to be, I got to be he disappeared. <laughs> he like disappeared for like yeah, a year. I, I disappeared for a year. And I thought he was like mad at me or something. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I was doing, I was sinning and I didn't want you to see. <laughs> yep. Oh my, that's so amazing. <laughs> exactly. Which actually brings us in today's yeah, topic. Um, <laughs> because one of the things I wanted to talk about on today's show is I wanted to talk a little bit about, well, we'll call it Christian stereotypes, right? But the basis of the show really is it came up because we were talking to some people and we were just having a regular conversation, you know. Good time. You know, we were laughing, making jokes, you know, wow. we were talking about alcohol, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then they were like, what are y'all doing next? Because they apparently, I could tell they wanted to like go out and hang out and stuff, right? And we were like, we're about to record the show. And they were like, oh, what's the show? And it was like, it's a Christian show. And then they instantly were like, oh, we got to leave. They were like, we don't want to talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say those words that I said a few minutes ago. And they were like done with us. And we were like, but wait a minute. What happened? We was cool just a few minutes ago. And now we say the word Christian. Five seconds ago. Yeah, we say the word Christian and we got a scarlet letter on us now and you can't be associated with us or anything like that. And so that was 
that was kind of eye-opening, and it got us to talking. And I don't think it was they couldn't be associated with us. I think it's like Carissa said, it was more of a level of they had a respect that kind of threw us with threw me off. I'm like, I appreciate the respect, but does that then mean that I have to proceed in a way that sticks to what you think I should be? Yeah. Or do, can I not say what I said five minutes ago? Apparently because you can't. It's going to jack up how you view You're, me as a Christian. Right. And so that's what brought us into this conversation about like Christian stereotypes because it gave us, we now notice, well, we kind of knew it before, but it was very apparent. It was eye opening in that moment to see that there are certain labels that are put on us as Christians, whether they are put on us by society or self-applied that causes people to think or talk to or react to us in a certain way that might not be beneficial for us, might not be beneficial for them. Might It definitely won't spread the gospel. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And and it was just weird, man. It was really weird. Yeah. And so we brought Mike in and we was like, Mike, you know, you're a Christian and nobody wants to talk to you. And he, was like, <laughs> he brought you in because he remembers running from you when he was in his sin. And yeah, now when he I was can, in my sin. And can, I was like, oh, I don't want to be around Mike like that. Cause, what, what was that, a stereotype? Did you give Mike a... a oh, Mike's holy. Are you kidding me? Why oh, do Mike is yeah. holy, See, holy. Here's the stereotype. Yes. <laughs> Mike is holy, holy. Like, and did you think that God was just going to core through you because well, Mike was holy? Here's the thing. First of all, I didn't want to ru- want my sin to rub off on him too because I was in some real sin. I okay. wasn't in no play play sin. I was in professional grade sin. Like I had my wristband. Play play sin. <laughs> yeah, I had my wristband <laughs> and my and my membership card and all of that kind he was of stuff. A, he was a one percenter. Yeah, I was <laughs> exactly. You really didn't have to worry about that, though. But um, usually, that stuff doesn't rub off on me. Yeah, see, because he's holy. You holy? <laughs> How would you not understand? I'm, I'm just um, boring. But yeah, so a part of it was a level of influence that I didn't want to have on him, and then a part of it was I was kind of just out enjoying my sin. So I, you know, you kind of disconnect from the holy people when you're out enjoying your sin, and and but we've kind of determined what some of those reasons might be. But Mike, you say you mm-hmm. come across this a lot, though. Like people don't want to say certain words around you. People they don't want to apologize for being in front of you. And so, yeah, certain crowds are, are like that. For some reason, they just as soon as they find out you're a Christian, or you don't even tell them, they can just kind of tell. And yeah, yeah, that usually the cussing thing's the first thing. They'll cuss and then they'll apologize. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. And it's like. And I used to, I used to say this all the time. I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? You should apologize to Jesus. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're, <laughs> what do I care? So, Carissa, you said you also experienced this a lot in your life. Yeah. So I've had situations where I've talked to people for months on end, never said anything about God, church, anything of the sort, and they'll start calling me church girl or preacher's daughter, or they'll start, you know, they'll be in some kind of lively conversation and they'll start cursing like, oh oh my bad my bad you know i'm, I'm sorry and i'm like what just you happened? are kind of a goody goody so, you don't know <laughs> so did you ever mike and carissa did you ever cuss in front of the people that apologized for cussing in front of you mike doesn't cuss okay then there's an I, uh, I, I used to times. you used to curse yeah, a you lot. see, I had to put the R in there that time. Curse. Yeah, you yeah. Curse. curse. Yeah. Okay, so I went through a cursing phase. Was it fun? No. <laughs> Not really. I don't know. 
I can understand people apologizing for doing something that they recognize you don't do. So if I'm forever, if, if I have freedom with my word, which I do, like from the military and, and before, I'm I'm world's greatest cusser. So people don't feel as uh, embarrassed or ashamed to cuss in front of me. But what I found is when they find out that I love God, they look at me sideways like, no, you don't love God because you cuss. Hmm. That's another angle to that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, mm, why, why don't, why don't you love God, Joy? I know, right? <laughs> and you know, I, I'm like, well, he did like the fig tree that was bearing no fruit. I might be taking it a little bit further, but so I don't know. I don't know what the stereotyping thing is. I don't know. Well, do you think why. it's do you think it's a stereotype that we've applied to ourselves, or do you think it's a stereotype that because you know there's certain stereotypes that that the that we as a people group can apply to ourselves. There's certain stereotypes that society can put on you, and there's certain stereotypes that just because people think they have a general knowledge of what this particular subset of society is like, right? So mm-hmm. people think they have a general knowledge of what Christians are like. And so, cause like you said, we're going to have certain things applied to us or attributed to us, you know, and that's what you were saying earlier. They're going to think a certain way about how we act, how we talk, how we this, yeah. how we that, but why? Don't drink, don't smoke, don't, don't cuss. Uh, Yes, it, children, don't drink, don't smoke, and don't curse if you're listening if to you're, this. Right, right. <laughs> those, are, those are, and they are good attributes to aspire to. They are true attributes to aspire to. Um, but for the grown folks, I think that whole picture of who we are came from the churches that we grew up in. Like, for instance, me, I, not eating grapes. Oh, so, that's right. You couldn't so, eat grapes. of course— when I saw someone in my youth eating grapes in my early 20s eating grapes, they on their way to hell because they're doing something unbiblical. So I think it goes, we give it to ourselves because we pick up what's been given to us. Man, that's tough. That's tough because there's so many dogmatic you know, stereotypes that have been applied to Christians throughout their own specific churches and communities throughout the years. Well, I mean, there are specific scriptures in the New Testament where it like it says, like, don't curse or you shouldn't drink and things like that or whatever. And if you have had experience in church, especially on like a a Sunday school kind of level, that's something that they they get to you real quick. And that's what I was going to say. To that point, actually, I think some of it is the elementary understanding of Mm -hmm. Christianity, Mm -hmm. right? Because like you said, on a Sunday school level, on a baby, you know, kids church kind of level, it's very cut and dry. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't curse, don't this, don't that. It's a long list of don'ts, right? right. Christianity really on that level boils down to a list of things you cannot do. And that's the entire, that's the entire faith is a list of things that you cannot do. And so for the people who don't pursue the faith any further than that boundary because that turn that's what turns a lot of people off. Yeah. Is the long list of stuff that you can't do. And they feel like it's mind control and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so if anybody who doesn't pursue the faith past that point doesn't recognize that Christianity is a religion or a faith of freedom instead of a faith of restriction. And so I can see if that's where they're coming from that what they know about Christianity is I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this. And and if and if that list is all the things that I actually really want to do 
or try or see, you know, I can see why they would have that kind of label applied to to Christians. Yeah, I think part of it too, at least with the cursing, is it's the most obvious and direct one that you deal with. Yeah. You know, personally, you know, if if they're having sex outside of marriage, you know, you're not around. So it's not like they're like, oh, I'm sorry for having sex outside of marriage right now. You know, know, but cursing is one that they're going to do, you know, around all the time, obviously. So that's the one that's going to be recognized first, I guess. So if that makes sense. So are are there words that I can and cannot say? Yeah, I'll give you a list after the show. Okay, thank you. All right. Then then I'll start practicing that. But, you know, it's like. So what do you normally do when you come in contact with people who kind of step back when they realize you're a Christian when they're like oh my bad I didn't I'm sorry I didn't know you were saved let me change my entire makeup and interaction with you right now I used to get really offended by it for some reason now I'm just like whatever but there was a time where I'd be like I'd get really upset because it's like hey I'm still me yeah because you feel like you're not a person anymore like oh you guys are all the people you're actually humans and now i'm something else that i can't be included in the humanity that's going on right now i actually pursue the conversation yeah you know that's what i'm not surprised (laughs) (laughs) i want to know why all of a sudden you feel like your interaction with me has to be different and i will spend enough time observing them being different than i can get that so that i can give them examples so Three months ago, this is how we used to interact, and these are examples mm-hmm. of what we used to do. And then the moment you realize that, okay, I love God, I'm saved, then all of that, I didn't get the invitation to go here anymore. Right. Or we stopped talking as freely as we once did. This conversation came up, and you became completely silent, and then was really freaked out that I was still having a conversation to the point where you came back to check me. Oh, I thought you were saved. That's got to be the greatest one. Oh, yeah, I thought you were saying. I thought you were like, saying, but but I thought you weren't. So exactly, what's the problem? So what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I pursue the conversation that it, and in that it helps me bridge gaps. There are some people that never meet me in the middle. Right. They continue to completely avoid me. Okay, you love God, and there are other people that is just curious about. How, how is this balancing? How are you balancing? And it seems like you're living a double life. So they are the, of the opinion I'm living a double life. Right. But they're curious enough to watch it or witness it. Or yeah, they want to see both sides yeah, of life. Both side. And then there are other sides, the other side of the church folks and the save, save folks and the holy folks that want to get me back. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you backslide. Yeah, I think yeah. so. They trying to. You uncircumcised you Philistine. That's what you we are. We don't keep putting oil <laughs> on you. So I have all those experiences. What about you, Miss Gillum? Um, honestly, I just reassure the person yes, yes. that they're fine. So I, I just I let them know, hey, like I'm not offended. It's okay. Like, do you find that they accept that, or do they still kind of? They're hesitant, um, right. but eventually they kind they get a little comfortable, or whatever, and then they they'll they'll scale it back some, but yeah, a few more words will slip out. I'm kind of like Joy. I'll pursue the conversation. Sometimes I'll tease them about it. I'll be like, that's right. Yeah. Don't curse around me. What is wrong with you? Don't you know I'm holy? And it'll kind of break the ice a little bit. And so, um, but I I really, because I'm fascinated by it myself. I'm fascinated by the idea that you've had to change your personality in an instant because you recognize that I might have a relationship with Christ. And then I think it kind of gives me an opportunity to talk to them a little bit more about what Jesus really is and all that kind of stuff. But when we come back, because we're going to a break, when we come back, I'm going to tell you why I think people take that step back 
and why I think they actually do transform into somebody else when they recognize they're around the holiness of Christ. Yes, Jesus. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Be back in a sec. Or they be worshiping the ground where you live at. It's easy to get lost in the fame. Instead of hollow be that name, they're hollering your name. Got a few Grammys on the shelf. Now you win it for yourself and following the game. Nah, I refuse to perform for when I Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of clarity, your man, Stefan G. We're talking about Christian stereotypes. I do want to take a moment because Joy just recognized something. Mike. While looking through the glass. You working out there. You slimming down, getting all buff. I was like, is Mike working out? I mean, I was, but I've been kind of slack in the past couple weeks. Not good. <laughs> What's the one you use? The one, you still using the one on Hulu? Yeah. What's Daily, the name of it again? Daily Burn. Daily Burn. That's okay. the one. Yeah, Daily Burn. Yeah, like I said, what I said earlier. Listen, all right. But I had, some, I had some weightlifting and stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, they can tell. They can see it. <laughs> they can notice it. So uh, we're talking about Christian stereotypes. And so apparently I went to the Bible. We're all a bunch of sinners and we're going to hell. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. So. So yeah. we over here talking about, ah, don't worry about it. It's okay. Just be yourself. And the Bible's like, no, don't imitate God. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I believe that... Um, and, and I never want to this, and that's why I wanted to pull up some scripture to talk about it, because I never want to dismiss what the word does say about this, because it is, we are not supposed to be out cursing all the time and drinking all the time and acting a fool and this, that, and the other thing. Now, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to drink, right? And it doesn't mean you're not allowed speech, right? But there is, as in most areas, a there's a lot of layers to it, right? There's motive, there's what are you using it for? What does it do for you? So on and so forth. You know, I usually when I speak to people who do a lot of cursing, I wonder, you know, is it that you don't have the vocabulary? Is it that you don't yes. know how to express yourself? For some people. Is it, is. it Yeah. Is it that you just is it that this is what makes you feel free and gives you a sense of freedom, you know, because you feel like you're being rebellious mm-hmm. and you're letting it out kind of thing. So there's a lot of spaces to that. But the Bible most certainly does say, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity and dignity, right? The Bible most certainly does say, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. It says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Um, and same thing in Philippians. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the examples you have in us. Um, Proverbs for the commandment is a lamp and a teaching and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. So the Bible specifically does teach us how to walk in our lives, right? It teaches us the best practices of life, right? But I never want to dismiss our humanity in that same space because we're already fallen, right? It's like the, in the, in the scripture where the Bible says, um, you know, shall I continue to sin that grace may abound, mm-hmm. right? And so recognizing what sin is and how it's applied and what it does in our lives. Just because all things are, are, are permissible doesn't mean all things are good for us, Yeah, that's you know? Um, and so we have to walk in that space of understanding that, but here's my thing. I don't ever want the person who was unsaved to immediately feel judged by me because of my presence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I just happen to be in the room 
I don't want them to immediately feel judged by me as if they can't be themselves. Because if that's who you are right now, that's who you are right now, right? And then we can get you to a place where you meet Jesus and learn about Jesus and find out who you really are and become that person. But I want you to always feel like you can be you when you're in my presence as, because otherwise I'm already shutting the door to Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I used to, I think that was part of the reason I used to get kind of offended when people would do that because I felt like they were putting something on me that I was judging them. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, that's not it. I think it's, they're judging themselves. It is. And that's what I was going to say is that I personally believe when we experience people who are like, oh, you're saved, my bad, I didn't mean to say that word, or let me go put this drink down, or... Um, you know, or they just back away from you. You can feel that their entire personality has changed and they just pull away from you. I think it's because we instantly help them recognize their sin. Yeah. The presence of anything that represents Christ or anyone that represents Christ instantly helps us to recognize we're in sin and we're not doing what we should be doing. Right. You know, same reason I couldn't be around Mike when I had my sinner's card. When I was walking as a professional center, I didn't want to be reminded that I was sinning. I knew I was sinning. I didn't need nobody around me being a mirror to me for my sin. Right, said or unsaid. Said or unsaid, you know. Um, and But see, I also, and it's, it's such an intricate, delicate wire to walk, right? Because I also robbed him of our friendship in that time. Right. You know what I mean? And, and because of my own insecurity, because of my own space of of low esteem and lack and and my own judgment of myself, as Mike said, you know, so I pulled away from somebody that I care about, enjoy, hang fun with, hang out with, blah, 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 because of my own space on me. It's really weird. Yeah. But it happens. It happens all the time. You know, when, when we were first bringing this up, the verse that kind of came to my mind, I think it applies from Matthew five, Verse 19 says, this is the judgment that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Exactly. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. And I guess I kind of see it as if you were saved, you have a light and those who are not saved, it's like they fear the light. Mogwai, mogwai. Exactly. They I was don't actually know what that just means. gonna say that. I'm like, <laughs> if you could get a visual of it, like if we're like little individual light bulbs, everybody else is, they don't have that. If they haven't received Christ, they don't have that. So we're when we walk up to them, it's like, crap, I got ketchup on my shirt. I got mustard. My hair looks like I yeah. had combed it in a week or whatever. I got gnats flying around me. Ugh. You know, and it's it's just a natural, like, if you were literally like that in person, you wouldn't want to be close to anybody because yep. you're a mess. So, And it's one of the reasons that you can trust the Bible when it says that it will show itself to all men. Mm-hmm. Because the, mo- the standard of morality is established by Christ, right? And so the standard of morality, when people, when people look at themselves and they see the ketchup and the mustard and the dirt and the mud and the poop and all of that stuff that's all over them, when they see that, they become aware of of you want to call them higher power you want to call them god you can call them whatever you want to but you become immediately aware that christ does exist mm-hmm. and they they shy back because they like my like the bible says they don't want to be exposed yeah and that's why you guys were talking about um a lot of the don'ts 
and you're wondering if some of it comes from the church and what they're taught. And I think part of it is that, but I think there's also a natural conscience inside of us that comes from God. Absolutely. That knows when something is, when certain things are wrong. They just, yeah. you just know instinctively. And it's just, and it's really about the way that it's presented. You know what I mean? It's like when there's, there's psychological theory that, so you've got two kids climbing up two different trees, right? Two trees beside each other, two seven-year-old boys climbing up this tree, or one seven-year-old boy, one seven-year-old girl, because... I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so two seven-year-olds climbing up the same tree, the same height, the same everything, right? You tell one child, be safe on that tree. And you tell the other child, don't fall out of that tree. The minute you say don't fall out of that tree, their mind is instantly going to focus on whether they are falling out of the tree or not. And the child that you tell don't fall out of the tree is much more likely to fall out of the tree than the person you tell to be safe. And so it's in part of the way that it's presented because we do in American society present Christianity as a long list of don'ts as opposed to all of the do's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to all of the things that you can do and can experience and all of the benefits and the the wonderfulness that comes with Christianity. Mm. We present it as a big long list of, of don'ts, things that you can't do. And so we become so focused on sin. Think about when you that we we all went through that phase. Think about when you were in that phase in your Christianity where you were just so focused on nothing but sin, right? And you were judging yourself and beating yourself up and feeling bad and da 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 and, and asking for forgiveness like sixteen times a day because you were so focused on sin, and that becomes our focus instead of our and and the the weird part is it our focus has become the darkness instead of the light. Right, right. and you therefore know? that's what you begin to project, even if that wasn't your intent, even being in light, because that's what you're looking at, that's hmm. what you're focusing on. And so I always, and that's one of the reasons, you know, we, we talked about it lightheartedly in the beginning of the show when we talked about, you know, oh, don't not smoke or curse because of me, but it's because I want you to be drawn towards the light. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be, you know, blinded by the light. I want you to be drawn into the light. So I want you to know that this light accepts you. Because that's the way Jesus accepts us. He accepted me with a whole lot of mess. You know, Uh he accepted me with a whole lot of mess. And so I want everybody that I come in contact to know that, no, the way you are right now is the way that I'm going to accept you. And I want you to know that if I'm a Christian, that that's the same way that Jesus accepts you. You know, it's like that example that I used on the show a while back um, when I was like, being mad at people doing salvation prayers because they, you know, the church will be like, come as you are. Jesus loves you just the way you are. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of sin you're in. And you come down to the front and you have a moment and you cry, you know, you have your time and you say the sinner's prayer and somebody prays with you and they walk you off and they give you a Bible. And then as soon as they give you that Bible, they say, okay, now don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and change this and stop saying this and get from around all of your friends okay. and and, and ignore go. everything <laughs> and you might need to quit your job and don't yeah. watch this anymore. Like in this long list, of, you're like, wait a minute, what happened to come as I am? Right. What, what, now that I'm here, you want like now that's bait change? and switch. Yeah. 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 That's like telling me that the couch is $7.99 and I get there and it's $15.99. Yeah. It's a lot. It is couch. a lot. It is. <laughs> and so I don't ever want us as Christians to do that. You know what I mean? To I want come come just the way you are. It's not my job to change you. It's Jesus' job to change you. Can I tell you that my job to direct you, you to read just but but as Christians. So yeah. here's here's the next conversation, another point in time or whatever. But as Christians, it is a growth process. Yes. So everything that you just read really challenged me. Amen. 
I figured it was because you I got mean, quiet. Yeah, it did. It, <laughs> she got quiet. It quiet. really challenged me because even in the the concept of when you tell a child or you're telling people don't do this versus telling me don't cuss, what I heard you saying is be mindful of what you say. Yes. And be mindful of when you say it. Mm-hmm. And be mindful of what that might do or represent or give to someone else as you're trying to bring them to Christ or as you're trying to expose them to the love of God. The love of God isn't just, oh, I love it. It is. I love you as you are, but it also gives them the ability to be so much more than they think they are right now. So I get to present that also. I get to present the fact that you don't have to be a cusser just because you cuss. You can have a whole vocabulary. You really can. Yeah, a whole you vocabulary. Absolutely can. So, yeah. Thank you for challenging me yet again. I don't know if I'm going to come back to Moment of Clarity for about two weeks. Yeah, you will. But You'll she, be right here all she challenged. Can't without it. She, nah, she can't. It's, it's an it's addiction like, at this point. Yep. Now it is. <laughs> it sure <coming>. is. <laughs> but yeah. but it's it's really true because even there's even that um that scripture, I think it's in Romans, where we're talking about what you can't eat and what you can't eat, right? And um, it's the scripture that says, "Don't be a stumbling block. Blo- don't block. be a stumbling block to your brother." Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's in the same form. It's in the same fashion. When I came to the realization that I could do whatever I wanted to because I'm saved, which is really weird when you think about it, because mm-hmm. you're taught you can't do anything. you can't do anything because right. you're saved. But then when you come into a further understanding of the scripture, you act, I could actually do all of it. And I'm good because I'm saved. Right. Right. I, I I have professed with my heart and with my with my full mind and all of that kind of stuff. So I can do all of it, but none of it is good for me. Well, not none of it, but a right. lot of it is not good for me. Right. And so as I grow in my relationship, I determine to do what's best for my relationship with Christ and determine to do what's best as an example to others so that they can grow a relationship with Christ. Um, and then I get into that place where there are things that I know I can do, but I won't do because I don't want you to see me and stumble. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't. And and I even put this in my book at one point in time, go to everyonefalls.com and pick up the book. So I put it in my book at one point in time where don't look at me like that, Joy. I put it in my book. (laughs) (laughs) I put it in my book at one point in time where it's the same as if like, if you're inviting someone to a party and you know there's going to be alcohol at the party, but you're inviting the alcoholic to the party where there's alcohol. Like, you don't do that. You know what I mean? And so it's not to say that, you know, it's like there's one preacher that God told him don't wear red ties because you feel you act some kind of way when you wear red ties because you get all pompous and everything. And so he went and told the whole church red ties were sinful. Like, no, what? you can't wear a red tie. Anybody else can wear a red tie. Hmm. And so we've got to not promote and project things onto others and cause them to stumble, but we've got to maintain, you know, our own relationship. And I said a whole lot of stuff, and I don't know exactly where I was going, but take little pieces I'm of all of that. I'm tripping on everyonefalls.com. Joy didn't know that existed. <laughs> I did not, and I'm right here at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the look on her face, too, <laughs> yeah, when you said that. But, yeah, so we've got to understand that because we have salvation, we have almost a get out of jail free card. Now, we don't ever want to use it because as the scripture says, do I continue to sin that grace may abound? But we we don't want to put other people in a situation where they are in jail because they don't have that same card. And so we want to be good examples like Carissa. 
She's a very good example. Very good example of a Christian. She's a very good example. I'm so glad God has brought her into my life. Listen. She, Mike, not that you're not, but <laughs> being a female, have, and I, that's, a, man, another topic. Another Are you allowed to time. say the word female? I don't I, know, I don't know but it. I'm going to say it. Because Wait, well, we're not allowed to say female. No, now. you have to say woman. I, woman, female, sister. Why? That's different. We'll have different sister. Yeah, I'm going to say that's another topic. I'm going to say another topic. <laughs> Is that? But it. It's like the whole seeing someone that looks like me or represents me in a certain fashion. It is phenomenal. Thank you. You're welcome. No pressure. <laughs> right? right? No, no pressure. Be you, because I like watching that. Okay. <laughs> that sounded a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like watching you. I'm going to stalk your uh, Instagram sorry. page. But yeah, so so the, the stereotypes, I believe, are applied from all angles um, and uh, from all areas. But I believe that we, first of all, that we as Christians don't have to walk in those stereotypes. But we should always try to walk upright um, in what God wants us to walk upright in. Amen. You know, always try to be an example of Christ. Always try to be an imitator of Christ. Always do your best to evolve in that space. And be honest with yourself because there's certain, if you're not there yet, just admit you're not there yet. You know what I mean? And, but but don't stop there. Don't just be like, I'm, in, I'm not there yet. You know, y'all know I tell y'all about that about my ex-wife all the time. She was like, I'm an asshole and I'm just going to be that and everybody's just going to have to live with it. That's right. I cursed on the show. Ah. Um <laughs> But don't stop there. Don't just be okay with not being there yet. Understand that I'm not there yet. And then strive and desire and talk to God about it. Okay, God, why am I not there yet? And what do I need to do to get to this place? Because I desire to be more like you. We should all have a desire to be as close to like Christ that we possibly can. Now, there's certain areas that God is going to grace you in because of the people that you're going to come in contact with and the areas that you're going to go. You know what I'm saying? If you are, let's say you're an NFL chaplain, a chaplain for an NFL football team, you can't be offended by curse words. You can't be offended by, you know, any type of nasty or obscene or anything like that. You have to be able to walk into the place that God has graced you to walk into, but always be the light in that space. Always be the beacon on the hill. Always be the one that others can look to as an example and not just an example of all the things that they're doing wrong, but an example of a wonderful life that they can live of freedom and of joy and of prosperity. And somebody stop me, dog, on it because I'm, I'm just going to keep talking. I'm sitting here like, can, can, I don't need to raise my hand, word and edgewise. <laughs> Next topic for another day is understanding when you say imitate Christ, what does Christ look like. Listen. See, Joy. Moment of clarity. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>